Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Season your Friday, huh? Did we lit room? Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, headed into the weekend, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Vladimir Putin. Killer. Crank up that music, man. It's an information party. Huh? People walk yeah. through the door. And they want to be entormed. A combination yes. of... Entertainment and information that makes you smarter as you stand around your metaphorical water cooler because nobody's going into work. Oh, yeah, I heard on the Armstrong and Getty show, that's what actually is happening in China. That's the guy you'll be when you listen to this program. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to get some metaphorical water. I'm metaphorically Dada. very parched. Yuck, da 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 da. Why did you make Vladimir Putin our general manager? A couple of different reasons. He and uh, Joe Biden, who's the president of the United States, are in a bit of a back and forth, uh, tough guy talk. And Putin just unleashed what I think might be one of the great geopolitical statements of the last 25 years, masked as a joke or masked as a challenge. He challenged Joe Biden to a live on air meeting. Now, why do you think he would do that? Because he believes Biden is uh, not mentally sharp. Correct. Correct. So major world leader, major hostile world leader, just officially called out the president as senile. You know, I didn't even catch that at the time. Yeah. That is why he did that. Uh Uh-huh. That's a problem. Yeah, it is. Not a joke. That's not the last time that's going to happen either. China talking really tough at those meetings in Alaska. Yeah, they were. They're feeling like they have the upper hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk more about that later, I suppose, all those things. Um, Plus the shocking truth behind the interrupted conversation with Adam Carolla. Okay. <laughs> what actually happened I, when he dropped off? I don't even know this, so that's exciting. It's hilarious. Uh, uh, the NFL is going to add a game next year. 17-game season. That's part oh, of their agreement. Oh, is that dropping the, uh, the preseason? Or how's that working? So they're going to have Thursday Night Football on Amazon. First time a streaming network has had uh, that big a role in professional sports, obviously. Uh, first time they've had exclusive broadcast rights. The Thursday night has been simulcast on Twitch, the video game streaming platform, yeah, which is also that, owned, that's owned by Amazon, so they've sure. been doing like a trial run of it. But this is their first yeah. exclusive. But the Amazon only place Prime. you can watch Thursday night football is you'd have to get the Amazon Prime channel hmm. or stream or whatever you call it in the modern world. Yeah. Um. Uh. But they added a game. That seems like a big deal to me. I thought the players really hated the idea of playing another game. Uh, I've got to look this up, but uh, it, it had to coincide with dropping a bunch of preseason games because that was one of the ideas that was floated. But your stars didn't play in the preseason games anyway, right? Uh, not much. So you are for reals going to have to play another football game. Uh huh. So it would seem. Uh, the NFL signed a new media deal worth over a hundred billion dollars. For anybody who's thinking the league is uh, trailing off in terms of popularity, 
paving the way for team owners to add the 17th regular season game for the next season, the 2021 schedule, mm. or this year. Um, so, huh. I'll be danged. Nothing will ever be the same. Nothing will ever be the same. <laughs> Not sure we needed another game. But they, they, they only factor in dollars. How many more dollars will, they, will this get us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's pretty easy to figure out. I well, the Players guess. Association went along with it, so they must be okay, I suppose. Yeah, well, I suppose the money gets spread around to everybody eventually. Salary cap based on revenue, et cetera. Et All cetera. kinds of different things, yeah. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I didn't want right. to, well, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the, uh, China stuff here because I did it yesterday and I want to hammer people with that because I'm super into it and I know not everybody else is, but I actually watched uh, some of the opening statements this, earlier this morning. And uh, when I got up, and uh, I found it pretty chilling. I really did. I thought, I, I thought, man, this this is a this is a new era. After nine eleven, I remember George Will saying, and you've been making George Will our quote of the day for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember George Will saying it's the end of our vacation from history, and um, it seemed like it at the time, but it really wasn't. I mean that you know nine eleven it came and went, and we had to get involved in the Middle East and everything like it. But we were still the lone superpower with no real threats to us whatsoever, and we have been for quite a while. That yesterday might have been, yesterday actually might have been the end of our vacation from history with Putin jumping the way he did and China jumping the way they did. Yeah. That okay, we have serious rivals on the world stage. I would agree. It's back to the office. Uh, on the other hand, can we please have six months post-COVID? Just six months. Before World War III starts? Yeah, it'd yeah. be nice to have a little uh, little break. Before history crashes back uh, hey, on top of us. This is not geopolitics. Did I hear that AMC theaters are opening up all across the country today? Sean, I know you're into movie theaters. Uh, I know that they, in the larger cities, they were the first ones who were willing to open up the 25% capacity. A lot of other chains were waiting for the 50%. So if that is true, I do believe it is AMC. I believe I heard that 90% AMC theaters are opening today and going to be welcoming people back into theaters this weekend. That's a that's a pretty big moment in the COVID thing being open, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Isn't that the company that's mostly owned by China? Uh, Back to China. Check it out. We got more questions than answers today. (laughs) Who would listen to this? I think the NFL did something. What about those movies? I I stated that. That was was just a a charming way of presenting the information. That is a fact. They've added the 17th game, and it's going to be on Amazon. There was no question there. Nothing will ever be the same. (laughs) There is no questioning that. Uh, Okay, excellent. The Wanda Group, a Chinese conglomerate, owns about a little more than 50% of AMC's voting AMC's dead to me. I'll never step foot in a theater. I don't care how good the movie is. Way to take a stand. <laughs> but we, uh, if you haven't heard what Putin said to Biden, it is, uh, well, he said two things yesterday. One of them hilarious, but as Joe mentioned, also chilling. And another one that was full-on chilling. I mean, just full-on, like out of one of your um, uh, not particularly well-made uh, movies. I mean, it was that sort of statement. Anyway, um, it's teamwork that makes the dream work, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad We'll start there with our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. Uh, not real happy. I was reading about that new NFL deal. It also includes three more preseason games and a fifth quarter to the Pro Bowl. So I'm not real happy about it at all. <laughs> a fifth quarter in the Pro Bowl. That's a good joke. Wow. <laughs> what wow. everyone was clamoring for. <laughs> that is hilarious. 
Oh, boy. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well, and uh, I did it. I watched the four-hour Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. Uh, now, uh, Snyder was the original director of the Justice League, but a uh, family tragedy pulled him off the project, wasn't able to finish. What was released, uh, often regarded as the worst superhero movie possibly ever. Um, and that is a very tough competition, by the way. There are a <laughs> lot of bad superhero movies. Uh, and, uh, I, I will say it is, it is shocking how much better this version was than what was theatrically released. Oh, really? I'll, yeah. I will take your word for it. I'm not going to fall into a trap. Joe used to do this all the time. He would, especially when his kids were young and he didn't get to watch movies, he would, I read a review that said it sucked. So no, um, I would form strongly held opinions based on a couple of sentences I read by a, somebody else. I read a review yesterday from some movie critic who is just who clearly had been saving some of these phrases for the next stinker that came along. I mean, they were really smelling themselves in terms of writing about how bad this movie was. But oh, um, it, it is not good. But it is <laughs> oh, okay. it is so much better <laughs> oh, okay, than what okay. was released. I, okay. I, I'm not falling into that trap of oh no, this is better, therefore it's good. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> This is not good, but okay. it is miles better than what was released. Okay, oh. okay, gotcha. Yeah, some of the wording of the review is pretty hilarious, whether you've seen the movie or care about the movie or, or not. It was a movie critic. You know, in movie, you know, all critics, like they come across a bad album, movie, book, or whatever. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. They love tearing things down that are bad. Well, they live for it, sure. Oh, yeah. I get it. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Friday, March 19th, the year 2021, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Let's begin the show at Mark. Someone dust off Dolph Lundgren and get him hunting for Red October because the Cold War is back on, baby. You think you're funny, funny man, do you? Huh? He, you think he, this is funny? He has a more uh, lighthearted view of the fact that we're now in a Cold War with uh, China for real and Russia. Yeah, and that's not going to end well. Anyway, it's the world. It's the way the world has always been. Yeah, I'm much more worried about the China stuff than the Russia stuff. Oh, yeah, but with, without a doubt. Not even yeah. close. Not even in the same category, really. Putin Putin is a dramatic character, though. He's straight out of a James Bond movie. Although, if they're working together, and they are working together on that uh, that moon base, uh, if Russia and China end up working together, that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also sounds like a movie. It does. How does mailbag look? <laughs> oh, it's very nice, but first we'll have to get to Clips of the Week. What? Clips of the Week? I love Clips of the Week. That's fantastic. That's on the way, too. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. So, uh, Vladimir Putin said one thing hilarious and chilling and one thing just chilling yesterday in response to Biden calling him a killer that we'll have to uh, play here uh, in about, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. It's worth hearing, man. It's something. China acting the tough guy as well. Uh, at the big meetings, made it clear that uh, you're not the big boy around here anymore. Wow. These are interesting times. We'll uh, bring them to you after Mailbag, which is after a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. All 1.4 billion of them could give a crouching tiger flying f- 
But it is going to take new taxes, right? You say fiscally sound. Well, we'll see. There's some some fees that spring from certain uh, harbor ta maintenance tax credits, this, that. But she knows what the word is. The word is taxes. Because it was the first time the Grammys took place outdoors, which worked out great, except for when Bruno Mars was carried off by a hawk. Once upon a time, and I heard that that was ugly. All right. Hey, how many uh, feminists are, like, going nuts? So how, why is this cis white male doing all this Latino stuff? If you're trying to have a good time, just come no matter what. There's no other way to claim it than a Biden border crisis. I'll just say that I don't think you harbor racial bias towards any racial group or that you believe the Biden White House suffers from institutional racism. I think these statements were beyond the pale. I don't think really anybody truly believes them, nor should they be believed because they are so preposterous. If it wants to sleep in peace for the coming four years, it had better refrain from causing a stink at its first step. Suspect is in custody after a string of shootings at three separate locations, all of them that the New York Times is refer referring to as massage parlors. Uh, he has uh, some, some issues, uh, potentially uh, sexual addiction, and um, uh, may have frequented some of these places in the past. I have four young kids myself. I've been living through Zoom school. I wasn't being a wise guy. I was alone with him in his office. I said, look through your eyes, and I don't think you have a soul. And look back at me and said, we understand each other. Are you excited for your party? Not one bit. That was part of that uh, local newscasters harass old ladies on their 100th birthday <laughs> montage we brought you. Are you looking for your birthday party? Not one bit. <laughs> now I get out of here before I stab you. I wish you'd leave me alone, too. I'm old. Old. Mailbag. Hey. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from George Will. In the lexicon of the political class, the word sacrifice means that the citizens are supposed to mail even more of their income to Washington so that the political class will not have to sacrifice the pleasure of spending it. Oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Well done, G-Dub. Uh, ah, greetings from Iowa. I'm sorry, not Iowa. Wyoming. Completely different states. Yeah, Tony, you, you head out for Iowa and you end up in Wyoming. You've taken the series wrong turn. Anyway, Wyoming greetings. Good morning, AMG team. My family and I enjoy the show a great deal. They say some very nice things. Uh, Rick does, and we appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to pass along a couple of thoughts about life that keep me mostly sane. One, the media sucks, as does social media. Two, take time out of each day to find something to smile or laugh about in the real world. Three, children grow too fast. Huh, Four, try and live a minimalist lifestyle, for we bring nothing in this world, we take nothing out. Wow, this is a just thick with wisdom. I like that, too. I'm not doing a good job of it, but I like that. Yeah. Last but not least, history should be erased by people who probably flunked. History shouldn't be erased by people who probably flunked it in school, and it sure as heck shouldn't be rewritten by a bunch of buffoons who are eating Tide Pods not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a single thing in there about non-fungible tokens. <laughs> bunch of 22-year-olds spouting how the world ought to run. Oh, that one about kids grow up too fast. I'll bet you could go back to, to, to cavemen 10,000 years ago, and if you could find a way to talk to each other, and you found a parent. You could have a perfectly 
lucid conversation about that. Yes. It's such a universal. Yeah. Yep. Keep up the awesome infotainment, and I'll keep making friends of Armstrong and Getty out here in Wyoming. It's funny Thank that you, the uh, the difference in perspective of that, right? Parents view kids growing up too fast, and to a child, a weekend oh. is an eternity. Oh, yeah. Everything's forever. Oh, yeah, and the, oh. School year, the school year seems like it's a decade long. But I'll bet the caveman would say, yeah, it seems like I was teaching him how to hide, hunt a tiger a week ago, and now he's off having his own kids. Yeah, yeah. And or the caveman would probably say, yeah, I'm really glad one of my kids survived to yeah. adulthood. And then he'd yes. hit me on the head with a rock and eat me. Probably. <laughs> what? What? Uh, Barbaric! Certainly take your woman, but uh, don't, I don't think cannibalism was that big a thing. Uh, pick a lane! You simultaneously promote and decry Apple products. Jack trading in his bloody iPhone, weekly horrors of slavery in Xinjiang province, but zero self-reflection to your contribution to the problem. Oh, shut Apple. up, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Apple TV, Disney+. Plus. All prevalent with slave labor, re-education camps. You kept talking about the Mandalorian. Uh, I believe some introspection is due on your part. Oh, Disappointed whatever. in y'all. Whatever. Won't, won't make mailbag. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I like the talk radio cable news view of things where the whatever. I'm not even going to engage in that. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell. I was sure I could provoke him into it, folks. That's why I read it. But he's not fighting. If it weren't Friday, I'd probably dive in head first. But. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Putin and the Chinese both talking tough. The shocking revelation be- behind how the Adam Carolla interview ended. That's coming up. All this half hour. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we interviewed Adam Carolla yesterday. Uh, we're, we're fans, and he's a big radio, TV, movie, podcaster guy. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the few conservatives in uh, the, the media world like that, or the, the Hollywood world. Writes funny books, too. Really enjoy them. And he's doing stand-up this weekend, and that's why we had him on. But the interview ended really weird. It, like, just disappeared, and we didn't know what happened. But you say there's a, there's a, a secret story that we'll... Shocking revelation about why the interview ended so awkwardly. Okay. Oh, we forgot to play Colbert. This is from last night's Stephen Colbert report. So you know Vladimir Putin. You think he's a killer? Mm-hmm. I do. Evidently, Putin wasn't thrilled with Biden's killer comments, because last night... Russia recalled its ambassador to the United States. What? Why? What are they upset about? Putin is famous for being a killer. It's kind of his thing, along with horses and nipples. (laughs) He's killed so many people that in 2017, the Washington Post was able to publish a list of 10 critics of Vladimir Putin who died violently or in suspicious ways. His greatest hits are hits. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the president of the United States just openly stating it like that is uh, is something, though. And uh, so here's that how that played out a little bit yesterday when Putin was alerted to all this. A Kremlin spokesman said there hasn't been anything like this in history as the Russian president analyzed the comments. I remember when we were young and would bicker out in the yard. We would say, I'm rubber and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. We always see our own qualities in other people and assume that they are just like us. Putin accused the U.S. of past genocide, slavery, and referenced Black Lives Matter, themes that Russian bots use online to divide Americans. 
Wow. So at least we know that whole I'm rubber, your glue thing is universal. Yeah. It's wild. That's an interesting shot. I wonder if they do that like in the Pacific Island nations with 70 people on there. I and wonder was, if they know that one there. And too. Putin was suggesting that Biden's projecting because Biden's a killer and he's projecting onto Putin that he's a killer. I don't think Biden's a killer. No, he's not. I think projecting America as a whole as that, Ah, maybe. Yes. Um, Yes. Putin loves the fact that the world knows he's a killer. You Mm -hmm. couldn't, it gives him a, 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 I'm not going to use a coarse term. It gets him excited, the fact that (laughs) that people are talking about what an evil killer he is. Oh, yeah. He loves that. That's how he keeps order. Yeah. If people start to doubt he's a killer for 10 minutes, he's through. That's not the only thing he said yesterday. We have that more. Is, that is correct. Do we have more on tape? or A war of words erupted no, just hours after President Biden vowed that Vladimir Putin would pay a price for attempting to undermine the 2020 U.S. election and agreed that the Russian president is a killer. Regarding my American colleague's statement, as he said, we know each other personally. What I would answer him, I would tell him stay healthy. I wish him good health. I say this without irony. That's a heck of a thing to say, given the fact that he has uh, poisoned people, pushed them out of windows, all kinds of things. Hey, stay healthy. No, no, seriously. Not being ironic here. I wish you good health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you need a good doctor, call Alexei Navalny. He can recommend. So that's a flat-out threat, right? It's a pretty subtle one, but yeah, I think so. Even though the world knows there's no way he can touch Joe Biden. Stay healthy. That's what I tell you. Stay healthy. I would tell him stay healthy. I wish him good health. I say this without irony. I thought of it more of a, you have an aging man at the head of your country. Look how young and vibrant I am. <laughs> sort with of with thing. my nipples. I, I thought it was horse. disrespectful in a different way. <laughs> with my horses and nipples. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sean, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think you're off. That could be. Yeah, it could be. That's uh, funny. I took it completely of like, you know, a mob movie. Yeah, stay healthy. I hope your wife's healthy. You know, that's oh, the Biden wakes up with a horse head in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Sean's interpretation does square with something Putin said a little later. He said uh, to a reporter in Moscow, I've just thought of this now. I want to invite President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we actually do it live. No delays directly in an open, direct discussion. He just, he's the first world leader who just said, you got a senile old man as president. He can't handle a conversation with me live, and I'm calling him out. That's funny I didn't pick up on that, but that's clearly what happened. Clearly what was going on there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's not like the Chinese intelligence services or Kim Jong Fathead or any of those people didn't already know that. But it's a little chilling to have it called out like that, we talk especially about, by a hostile leader. We talk about our presidential daily briefing that our president gets, you know, the important things you need to know from around the world. I'm sure Putin gets one, too, just like all other world leaders. And leaders. And part of his daily briefing is them telling him he hasn't had a press conference. It's the first president in a 100 years that hasn't had a press conference, you know, mm-hmm. feeding into this story that the guy's not mentally with it. Right. Well, and they have people all over Washington, D.C., who are listening and asking questions and, and the rest of it, collecting intelligence. So they probably have a decent idea what's going on inside the White House. We have a fairly transparent system. Not very, but fairly. Uh, 
you know, which is a blessing and a curse. During the White House press briefing yesterday, Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked about Putin's request. I don't have anything to report to you in terms of a future meeting, she said. (laughs) (laughs) The president will be in Georgia tomorrow and is quite busy. There'd be no reason to do that regardless. Oh, no, no, no. But, um... uh... You know, the rest of that conversation between Biden and Stephanopoulos was Stephanopoulos saying, is there going to be a response to Russia meddling in our election? And Biden said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's coming. And uh, and Stephanopoulos said, you know, when, what is it? Oh, you'll, you'll see. So I don't know. I don't know if we mm-hmm. will see. I don't know if it'll be behind the scenes or what. So I wonder what uh, what shots Putin passed on. He went with the I'm rubber, you're glue. Did I'm he, rubber uh, and you're glue. Bad names bounce off me and stick to you. He probably started. He probably ran through some "your mama so short" or stuff like that, yeah. but thought, "Now nah, I'm not sure that's where I want to go." You want a Hertz donut? Or, uh, <laughs> what are you eating under there? Some real good. Uh, why don't you marry it then? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He probably had his ruling council uh, consider that one. Look up, the look down, hero. look at my thumb. Now that'd be better if he was in the room. <laughs> hey, what's that on your shirt? Again, best at the summit meeting. Uh, oh well. Uh, so, <laughs> so we had a, a really enjoyable conversation with your Adam Carolla. Mom goes to NATO. <laughs> what? Uh, we were talking to Adam Carolla in the interview, uh, which is available as an extra-large podcast in its entirety, ends very weirdly. We'll play that weird ending for you, and then the hilarious explanation okay. of why that happened that I've just become aware of. Fantastic. Later in the show, we will talk about what happened with China yesterday, because um, that's that's definitely a big deal. And uh, where we are on COVID and that sort of stuff, uh, man, we're in a much better place than the, 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 the a lot of the, the rest of the world, in Europe particularly. Germany's experts are crying out for a full countrywide as shutdown as they've been since the whole thing started. Holy wiener schnitz. We feel like we're about to come out of this thing and be it, and be it in the rearview mirror part of history. Germany's headed into the worst part of it. And uh, so is Italy and maybe France. So more on all that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Those Zoom acceptance speeches at the Golden Globes? Is this on? Is this on? Well, that's not going to work for the Oscars. In an email to nominees Thursday, the producers of the show informed everyone that they are invited to attend in person in Los Angeles next month. Them and a guest. They say there will be strict COVID protocols. They'll treat it like a working movie set. And if someone is stuck at a town or doesn't feel like attending a large gathering, they're out of luck. The producers say, quote, there will not be an option to zoom in for the show. I like As it. for the dress code, it's still the Oscars. The email says formal is totally cool. Casual is not. Huh, so they don't want a Jason Sudeikis... You know, winning an award like he did the other night on the Golden Globes in his hoodie and unshaven and uh, like sitting in a messy room. Yeah, hey, thanks. Uh, That's cool. I appreciate it. Doesn't fit the vibe of the Oscars. You know, I expected to just come out of that clip. I hadn't heard it yet with uh, derision and contempt for Hollywood. And I certainly do have derision and contempt for them. Uh, I think it's interesting that they're saying no zooming, show up or, or, or go to hell. I agree. I think it's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. So we had a chat with the fabulous Adam Carolla the other day. It ended weirdly, though. Why don't we hear that clip? So they designed a system that the majority couldn't vote their own rights away. 
No. Wait, hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yep, we can now. Can you? Sorry. Damn. Are you okay? No, what? Yeah, you glitched out as you were saying, Joe, that's Thanks. the single smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. We'll, we'll get over it. That's all right. And we said goodbye. What happened there? Well, I think he lost interest in talking to us. <laughs> well, he, he kind of did. I will explain it. We had multiple folks who listened to his podcast send this along. Uh, I was listening to your interview with Adam Carolla thinking this is the best crossover episode since the Simpsons Family Guy crossover episode. <laughs> when, episode. It ended, when it ended so abruptly after your eloquent quote, I thought, huh, that was weird. Maybe someone interrupted him or he, uh, he had uh, you know, another appointment or a hard out, as we say in the, in the business. Uh, I don't know if he fessed up to it after the interview. He didn't. But on his podcast today, he was telling his side of the story. This is Don writing. Uh, he was walking around his warehouse talking to you, and he said he had to go to the bathroom really bad. He was trying to pee in a sink to be sneaky, but at some point he looked down and realized he was peeing all over his clothes. <laughs> I'm now re-listening to the end of the interview laughing my ass off because of what I know. I hope this doesn't dissuade you from interviewing him again. No, of course it will. I need to hear it again now that I know what he's doing. <laughs> Now, if you are a longtime listener of Corolla, you know that the sink pee is uh, that's a that's kind of a go to move for him. He, that is not the first time he's attempted this maneuver for whatever reason. I am a big I'm a big sink peer. The utility sink in the garage is one of the greatest blessings known to man. <laughs> you got your muddy boots on. You're covered with grass clippings sure. or whatever. You don't want to go inside. You don't have to go inside. Yeah. So they designed a system that the majority couldn't vote their own rights away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, yep. Well, it's pretty wait, cl- Hold on. Can you wait, hear me? Wait, hold on. Yeah, I'm on my phone. He, he realized what he's doing. He puts his phone Are you down. Okay? He's like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, oh, you God. glitched out as you were saying, Joe, that's Thanks. the single smartest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so he realizes his pants are all wet and warm. We'll get over it. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought no, he was. I'll be danged. I thought he was getting himself a drink of some sort. That's what I thought he was doing, filling his water yeah. bottle or something. Well, you no. were close. <laughs> it's so warm. It's so clear what is happening once you know. Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. he was just. Uh, oh, cut twenty-eight is uh, your show is the so important to me. I'm going ahead and <laughs> doing one of my basic human functions while I'm on the phone with you. Well, he was desperate. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Let's hear his. Uh, so I decide one. I'll just lean over the sink and I'll take a silent whiz into the sink as I'm continuing my radio interview, which I dutifully did. But about halfway into the whiz, I noticed it didn't seem like anything was going into the sink. And I, it's, I was wearing the gym shorts and the shirt had pulled out, gone over the penis. And all I was doing was peeing into my own shirt, which was directing it back into my own shorts. Come on. Okay. All right. That's more than I needed to know. That's That's some coarse stuff. That's pretty much what I assumed. I didn't need the play by play. (laughs) Having done that sort of thing myself, I, yeah. I didn't mind the play-by-play. <laughs> oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. I'm sure he said some glowing things about us prior to that moment on the podcast. We edited it for length. <laughs> My radio we, interview. We edited radio. that out. We're out not of... radio. Do you, do you know who? Never mind. 
So uh, Andrew Cuomo continues to be in more trouble. Uh, that The first accuser who said that he tried to kiss her came out yesterday. I don't know why she's putting this out in drips and drabs instead of all at once, but she said yesterday that he once said, I'd like to mount you. If, if you were a dog, I would mount you, he said to her. So he's into bestiality. <laughs> or if we were both dogs, I'd mount you. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, wait a minute. If they're both dogs, that's okay. And I just said, okay, so a dog was kind of like up on her leg, and his joke oh. was, well, if I was a dog, I'd mount you. Um, And uh, as uh, I think it was Bill Maher on his show last Friday night on HBO was saying, this guy is not a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the worst pickup lines I've ever heard. If if I were a dog, I'd mount you. Yeah, that's not a good one. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. Hand him a tissue. Poor guy's all broke up. There are a couple possibilities why she's just put this out. Number one, she just thought of it, just remembered it. Uh, number two, she's a liar. I don't know. Oh, she's she just did a long interview with Ronan Farrow of the New Yorker. So this is the first time she sat down and done a you know long piece. Anyway, uh, she also says that she saw a dartboard with de Blasio's face on it in the governor's house. It's <laughs> kind of a change of topic. He's actually got a dartboard with a rival Democrat's picture on the dartboard. That's, I uh, consider that a victory. <laughs> well played, Michael. What the hell is uh, that? Yeah. Well, in, in one-party states... Your bitter rivalries are intra-party. Sure, makes sense. Uh, do we? So we're going to talk a little bit about what happened uh, between the United States and China yesterday. It's a really big deal. I mean, this this is the biggest deal on planet Earth going forward for the next 100 years, and that's not hyperbole at all. Um, uh, but we'll talk about that in the second hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Do we have time for a couple of NCAA games as the tournament really kicks off in earnest today? And the most accurate predictor that I've ever come across, Sean's hypothetical battle to the death between the mascots. Uh, Sean, we've had a couple of uh, people griping about your methodology. We'll get to that later. What do you have for us? Yeah, people always throw oh, stones have... at the throne, Joe. They, they always st- throw stones at the throne. Yeah, you have music today, I so see. You've added a little Oh, yeah, we're, to... we're going big time. We've added a little okay. production element, a little sizzle. We, we want to make it pop. Um, uh, let's see. We'll start off with, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to appeal to the, to the, to the show here. What is a hokey? Any idea? Uh, I'll circle back to them. <laughs> so we'll start off with the Baylor Bears taking on the Hartford Hawks. Now, weight classes exist for a reason, but the Hawks, it, it's got the aerial advantage, right? Uh, yes. Death from above. In but other words, bears can't fly. Bears cannot fly, but I do feel like the bear is just too big for a hawk to take down. <laughs> Uh, so well, I got the well, bears advancing. Well, right. If the hawk just flies around and never engages with the bear, the fight didn't take place. Yeah, exactly. So. As soon as the hawk gets an engaging range, it's just it's nighty night time. The Speaking bears of which, the are who we thought they were. That's right. You had the the Bruins losing to the Mountaineers because there were multiple Mountaineers, but somebody wrote in and pointed out there are multiple Bruins. Yeah, that was yesterday. We're talking about today. <laughs> Uh, right, we have the, North, the North Texas Mean Green, whatever. So they are an angry color. That's yes. the, I'm telling you, it, it's it's not looking good regardless of who your opponent is. Taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. Are you kidding me? That's water and steam and steel and innovation. And it just, just plows right over the color. We got the Boilermakers advancing in a blowout on that one. An angry color. <laughs> there you go. Two games. We'll get a couple more next hour. <laughs> <sighs> In college, 
your team is a color. That's gutless. Be an animal or a, a tradesman like a boilermaker. Here's, Be something. Here's you need to be more like a dog. <laughs> the bulldog's heavily featured later. I don't know. Are what, there any uh, other breeds of dogs that are uh, college mascots? Huskies. Huskies. Yeah. Yeah. Dobermans. No. I don't know what news outlet has this headline, but Labradoodles. I like it. <laughs> no. No. There's not a team called the Labradoodle. Better than the Mean Green. Yeah, no kidding. All right. What were, you, what were you trying to say over my idiocy? I don't know what news outlet has this headline, uh, but uh, uh, high-level U.S.-China talks were unusually undiplomatic. Uh, quoting someone. I'll have to read into the story to see what that is. Yeah, it would seem that they were unusually undiplomatic. And when you have the two most powerful countries on the planet meeting and you realize, as Henry Kissinger said the other day, we're on a collision course for conflict. And the first talks with the new president, they're unusually undiplomatic. You know, that's that's a bit of a scare for the world, I think. Yeah, well, it it's inevitable since for the longest time, we, the West, believed that they were reforming and coming around and wanted to be friends. It finally became clear that that's not true. We said, we get you don't want to be friends. You want to beat us. And they said, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely do. And by the way, shut up and get out of our way. Exactly. And that was the moment yesterday. It was historic. Everybody calls everything historic. That was historic. Yeah, we'll get into more of that on hour two. Armstrong and Getty.